Booze and books may contain boozy language and themes. Listener discretion is advised. Hey guys, uh, Lindsay and I are back with episode 29. And as of every week, or I mean month, I had to look up what episode it was. So 29. And we did a thriller <laughs> suspense novel. I think it's more of a thriller than a suspense so much, but... Um, it's called The Perfect Child by Lucinda Berry. Uh, Lucinda, yeah, Lucinda Berry. Um, and the wine we are drinking this month is Haywire um, by, uh, by Okanagan Crush Pad. I've never heard of them before, and I hope that's not yeah, me either. <laughs> um, it says bye, so on the back, so I'm going to go with it. Um, so this month's... Uh, episode is called the perfect child went haywire um and as we start talking about the book you'll see how kind of fitting the name of this uh episode is <laughs> with the one that we chose yeah. um no very very fitting but uh yeah so um before we get into the wine part um as per normal um just <sighs> Sorry, people. I just totally lost what I was going to say. Um, as, so I guess as normal, um, we'll just dive into the fact that uh, you can find out what we're reading for the next episode or what we're currently reading and all that such um, by checking out our Instagram page, boozeandbooks.podcast. Or you can uh, take a look at Lindsay's and my separate pages, kristen.shu, S-H-E-W, and lynn.z, L-I-N-D, dot s a i d um to just check out what we're doing um but the most to basically see what we're reading currently and all that stuff is booze and books podcast um but yeah get into the wine because i know yes, everyone my favorite it. part <laughs> <laughs> so Lindsay and i are doing four wines two white um <laughs> slash rosé i guess and uh two reds so i'll let Lindsay get started on hers okay i'm just pouring the white and, oh that was a large glass don't know why i did that <laughs> <laughs> so bottles are really like simple which i like and they've got just clean labels on the front uh it says haywire um, with a little wire kind of towards the top. Um, so first wine is a kind of like barbed wire. Yeah, wiry, kind of cardinal, not um, without the little <laughs> barbs. <laughs> um, oh, actually, maybe that is the barb. <laughs> ah, never mind. Yeah, you're right. I think it is a barb. Not a knot. It's a barb <laughs> or the barb wire. <laughs> cool. Cool. Good start. Uh, so this is a Rige, uh, again, from Okanagan Valley, BC. Um, and the year on this guy is 2018. Uh, I, oh, sorry. It'll be the rosé that had two different years. Um, and I'll talk about that more later. Um, so this wine is made from Pinot Gris grown in our Summerland and Oliver Vineyards. The wine was naturally fermented and aged in concrete tanks for eight months. Intensely textured and very fruit forward with juicy acidity. Um, and then looks like uh, just talks about hey, wire 
wines are made at Okanagan Fresh Pad, like um, Kristen Peruse said, Christine Coletta and Steve Lorney's State of the Art Winery in Summerland, BC by Chief Winemaker, uh, Matt Dumain and his talented team. So let's fry this bad boy. So potentially textured and very fruit forward with juicy acidity. Um, definitely not as light as some of the Chardonnays we've had in the past. I wouldn't say it's like not light, it is, but it's not as um, like a golden color. It's quite pale um, as Pinot Grige often are. Um, kind of smells not like super fruity. Smells some pear in it, maybe. Um, whoa. Mmm. Uh, so it hits your tongue like right in the like top of it. Um, kind of like with a like a, mm -hmm. a fresh citrus, and then it kind of goes towards the back where it's a little bit more. Bitter is not the right word, but it starts out just like sparkly and then kind of like mellows out towards the end. It's very, um, like it said, fruit forward for sure. Um, and then citrusy with some apple, I would say. A little bit of apple taste, but definitely taste the pear in it. Um, it's also kind of like, I don't, it's not super buttery, but it's got a bit of a buttery like aftertaste, which I really like. Mm. Yeah, definitely a bit of acidity there. Um, it's very fresh and pungent and fruity. Well, not sorry, not fruity. Um, just kind of like, like this isn't really a word you use with wines, but like spritzy. I like it would be really good in like a wine spritzer. <laughs> so, um, I think really good for summer, especially with maybe like a pear salad with like gorgonzola cheese and some like spinach maybe you know mixed greens mm. pretty good though i actually really like it um it's very very good it's a good like i'm not a big pinot grigio fan normally but um or sorry i shouldn't say i'm not a fan i just prefer chardonnay but this is a really good kind of pinot grigio that reminisces of chardonnay a little bit for me so that's very delicious. Nine out of ten over here. You do one. Nice. Do you want? Yeah, and then I'll do one, and then you do. To go into me. Okay. Yeah. I'm perfect. And if you guys haven't figured it out, since we're doing four wines each, or four wines total. Uh, we decided to break it up where she just did the like more whiter wines and I'll do the red wines. <laughs> and if anyone's carrying on, I'm aerating. <laughs> oh shit, I just did a big glass. <laughs> I did I did a Lindsay and poured more than I actually wanted to, but oh well. So <laughs> the wine I'm drinking right now is the, the Noir. Um, Pinot Grige. Well, I haven't started drinking it yet. <laughs> I was like, wow. Um, yeah, that's why I'm at. Pinot, <laughs> sorry, Pinot Noir. Um, so it's the same kind of label um, that Lindsay described, the white label or cream um, with haywire on the bottom part and then like the barbed wire going kind of across the top. Um, it's a 2018 and 
It says Pinot Noir grapes are from our Summerland and Oliver vineyards were fermented with native yeast in large concrete wine tasks, uh, tanks. Sorry, each lot of wine was aged separately and bottled unfiltered in June 2019. The results offer bright, juicy, fruit-forward flavors. Hallmark or um, Hallmark Okanagan Pinot Noir. Uh, I'm the other part on there is the same one that Lindsay said about um, hey uh, about like the Okanagan Crush Pad. So not really going to repeat that, but get into the wine. So I aerated it, and as I was aerating it, and I was coming out of the wine bottle into the aerator. Oh. You can tell that it was a very very light red. Like kind of like it looks watered down actually. Kind of like, yeah, it's super light. Um, I just like kind of tilted my glass, and the out parts, outer parts what? of the wine are clear. It looks clear, and then it's like, yeah, it's really weird. Um, but and then it's like kind of like a light red, and it kind of gets into the middle where it's a little bit of a deeper red, but not super uh, dark at all. Um. So it definitely kind of like gives you the watered down look when you like tilt it to the side. Um, when you look at it straight on, um, it's kind of got like a, it's, it's definitely red. Um, just kind of with the light bouncing off of it, it kind of reminds okay, me yeah. a little bit of darker red jello in a way. Uh-huh. But not, uh, but a little darker than normal red jello, but like one of I'm thinking of like the dark jello, but um let's move on from what it looks like. <laughs> okay, so smells um a little bit like oaky in a way. I'm just swirling it around a little bit. Yeah, I smell more like oak, maybe some like berries in it, but a little bit more on the oaky smell. Wow, that is a taste. Yep. Um, it's very um, it's drier. It's not like a Pinot Noir that I've really tasted before in my life. I've just really kind of got into that Pinot Noirs. Um, kind of tastes like it smells very oaky but like maybe like somewhat earthly too um yeah I don't really know how to describe the taste so much um <laughs> you know it's not my glass because I had washed these glasses but um Oh no! Yeah, I really don't know how to describe this. This is not very good wine, at all. <laughs> Just no, no, no fair. No. Well, it, for me, it's not a good wine. <laughs> like for me, it's not. And yeah, uh -oh. no, I'm kind of questioning what the next one's gonna taste like. But it's definitely like it's very very light, which is weird for like the taste that comes off of it it's more of like a direct smell or like a taste to it like very like 
full and what it hits your mouth, like tongue and stuff. But when you look at the glass and like just the wine in there, you think it might be a little bit on the sweeter side, but it's definitely got no sweetness to it at all. Kind of, kind of interesting wine. But I definitely, yeah, it's not a wine that I like at all. But no, that's okay. That's yeah. I don't really know what else to say. So unfortunate. yeah no yeah it's yeah it's definitely a little unfortunate like I don't know if it's just me being more into like uh different like darker like more full body wines but it's weird because I actually do kind of like you know noirs lately this one is (laughs) not at all so yeah, I I give it like a oh that's brutal. That's like the worst. Point five like, out of yeah, that's not good. Five, well, especially for the price point, if it's not good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, right. Sorry, I'm just dropping in another wine glass. <laughs> I don't know to drink it out of the second okay. one. Okay. Um, but yeah, okay. You go on with the rosé. Oh, um, oh, sure. Sure. Before we do that, did you want me to read the Vivino stuff on these? Oh, please. Um, here's Pinot Gris. All right, so the Pinot Gris. So the wines that yeah. we bought are a little different in price ranges between the whites and the reds, which is not shocking. Um. It lists on here that the Pinot Gris okay. is twenty one forty four, um, like the average price. Yeah, that's but I'm yeah. When the liquor store I was at, it was like yeah. twenty six something. That's what you had, okay. Um, so that seems you paid a little bit more than like I get well the average price I guess, but um, so what does it taste like? So it's kind of like a little bit on the yeah. lighter side than bold. But it's roughly in the middle yeah. between light and bold. Yeah. It's definitely more on the drier side than the sweet side. And it's almost more in the middle between acidic and soft than okay. it was between light and bold. Yeah, I would it's say it's a little bit more acidic for that one. Than, so than not, yeah. but um <laughs> but definitely dry, which I like. So that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it says yeah. sixteen mentions of treat fruit, so pear, apple, uh, stone fruits. Oh. Eight mentions of stone earthy ones, minerals. Um, oh. Three mentions of yeast, so cream, cheese. Three mentions of citrus, so lemon and orange. Three mentions of spices. Okay. Yeah, that seems. And two mentions very of much on trend with what I'm tasting. So, yeah, and let's see what, um, so they say that Ooh, pork, spicy food, mushrooms, and cured meat go well with that wine. Yeah. So, um, they only had 61 reviews, and they have an average of those yeah. reviews of 3.6 out of 5 stars. Um, some 
of the notes say pale straw, peach and melon nose, dry, light bodied, medium acidic, lovely and soft in the mouth, slightly creamy stone fruit, earthy notes, lovely yeah. summer supper. Like just have with a lovely summer supper. Yeah. So kind of like what you could describe, so pretty close. <laughs> Um, the Pinot Noir is pretty, for the average price, yeah. it's pretty on point for, like, what I got it for. It was, like, $31 or around that price point. And this one says average is $31.93, so pretty close. Of 377 ratings, it was 3.5. So more people rated this one, um, but it's about the same price, uh, average rating. Um... The, for them, what does the wine taste like? So people said it's more on the light side than bold, but it's still around that like halfway point, but more on the light side. Um, I can, I don't know how fully agree with that. More, but maybe it's just like the taste just like punched me in the face a little bit. Maybe other people will like it. Okay. Um, they said it's more smooth than tannic. Um. Let me try it again. It's a little smooth, but oh, that taste! No, uh, no. Can you hear this notification? Okay. Oh, got it. Okay. Okay, I just want to know because it was on my phone. Okay. Um, this. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, and it for. Sweet, dry, it's more on the dry side than sweet. Like, it's almost fully dry, which I totally get that. And it says it's more aesthetic than soft. Um, I can see that. I don't really get the aesthetic <laughs> part to it, but I definitely don't think it's soft at all. So I, I agree with that. So I don't really get where they get this from, but they say 32 mentions of breadfruits. I guess you smell it a little bit more, but I'm shocked that the earthy notes, which is only 31 mentions, was less than the red fruits, even if it's just by one. But I definitely personally think it's more earthy. Um, and 12 mentions of oak. Um, and then six mentions of black fruit and then like lesser than five for yeast and tree fruits. And then it goes down from there. So it says, that this wine goes well with beef, veal, game, so like deer, venison, and poultry. So I don't really maybe see the beef part, um, but or maybe the game, but I've never really had game, so I'm not too sure on what it tastes like. But I can see the veal and the poultry just because Pinot Noirs are lighter, so I can see them going better with and like those meals are a little on the Oh yeah, lighter fair. side on taste and stuff, so I can see it being terrible <laughs> with them. Beef is a little is the one that I'm questioning the most on that because I personally like to have like a bold kind of um, <laughs> cab with my beef, but whatever. <laughs> um, so one of the people that. One of the reviews, this one's really funny. It's actually from like about a month ago. It says, not bad, not great. Really, really smoky nose though. A bit little hard to get over. Like a certain person who left me for Vancouver <laughs> all those years ever. ago. That whore. 
I know. I wasn't gonna read the whole thing, but then I like saw like the description of it, and I was like, I need to say this because that was kind of funny. All the other ones are just like, um, uh, it's basically like, um, just common like stuff. One person said that the price point for being at thirty dollars, she would buy something else, but she liked it. <laughs> but. Yeah, that was the best one ever. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You awesome. can uh, go on to the uh, so, panel or the rosé. I went that. with the 2018 instead of the 2019 that was there. Um, and this is a Gamay rosé. Um, it says, Gamay grapes, predominantly from our Seacrest Mountain Vineyard in Oliver, were fermented using native yeasts in a mix of stainless and concrete cakes. The wine has excellent palate weight and mouth-watering acidity with flavors of lifted red fruits balanced by savory herbal notes. All right, so ASMR warning, I'm going to pour it into the mic. <laughs> Gamay Rosé. Did you say it's the Noir Rosé or is it the other one? Gamay? Secret one. Gamay? 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 Gamay. I definitely can smell that it's going to be very similar to the Pinot Grigio um, in acidity they both have a little bit of that lingering like smell at the end um mm -hmm. not really smelling any of the red fruits uh or herbal notes but honestly they'll probably change i'm just gonna try it i might smell a bit of strawberry yeah okay i'm gonna try it mm -hmm. Hmm. It's a nice dry rosé for sure. Very dry, actually. Um, not sweet. Definitely more acidic. Um, it's like a, it's very similar to the Pinot Gris, um, with more like strawberry hints and not really getting much of like a cherry or like dark berry at all. Um, I think strawberry for sure is the main guy here. Um, this is honestly all I taste is like strawberry, but it's not sweet. It's like a dry, acidic strawberry. It's very light, um, and the color the color though is def is darker than most rosés. I have like it's not super dark, but it's pretty dark. It's like a like an orangey red kind of. Um, yeah, I don't really know what else to say about it. It's pretty good. Mm -hmm. It's it's very similar to the Pinot Gris though, so it's it's kind of weird that it's almost exactly like it, just with different fruit notes. I would say, um, but really good. I like that it's. Um, I think the rosé. Oh, really? Which one do you like better? Um, just because I like the strawberry 
um, more than like a pear okay. apple. Um, but they're both really good. They're both really, really similar. And they're both really okay. dry. So that's all I have to say. Like, it's good. It's, it's, I like dry rosés more than fruity rosés. So, um, I like it. I think it'd be really, really good with, in the summer with like some, um, like berries, like a good, maybe some cut up strawberries and some raspberries and some blackberries in, uh, like to infuse in it. Um, and maybe pair it with like a light pasta salad. I could see so, and maybe some chicken. I could see it with chicken, like a nice chicken with like hmm. asparagus. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's it's good. They're both definitely summer wines though, and it's the snow is coming right now, so I uh, I'm not in the summer mood. But it's they're really good wines. I just prefer the rosé, just like I said, because I like strawberries more. Like a red berries more than like like citrusy, but really good. Yeah, I hope your second one is better as well. <laughs> I hope so. Um, so I couldn't find one that just says Gamay Rose. Um, the only ones that came up on um the vino were Secret Mountain Vineyard Gamay so Noir Rose. Or oh, okay. Just I think Noir it'll be the Rose. Secret Mountain one because uh, this both one of them says it's it. from our Secret Mountain Vineyard. Uh. Yeah. So I went with that one. Um, there's not too much on it. There wasn't like a price point or the like graphs between dry and whatever, but um, it does. There was only like 40 people that reviewed this wine on the site, so. Um, it does mention six mentions of red fruit, so like strawberry raspberries, so you're pretty much on the nose on that one. Um, five mentions of earthy notes, so leather and mineral, um, like smoky kind of stuff. Um, and then three notes of like oaky, so clove and all that stuff. And then it just gets into like one okay. mention of like aging notes, yeasty and black fruits. So, um, not too much. Um, that was about it. It was ranged for 3.7 okay. out of 5, but that was over 43 rating. Um, so, um, one of the reviews was 5 out of 5, and it was from two years ago. It says, nice bright pink rosé that is medium dry fruit forward with strawberry. Um, another person said fruit driven but dry enough, slight fizz but not in a bad way. Um, and then another person said that they loved it when gamey based wines get that leathery note on the top of their red fruit. Berry yeah, fruit. for sure. This is leathery dried red fruits, easy drinking. So those, so those were a couple of their nice. selection of verbiage on that. Um, I will now. Pour this. So before I start pouring, um, so my second one is um, just Gamay. It's Secret Mound Vineyard. Um, it's 2017, and unlike the other labels, um, it's the same label like with the um uh, barbed wire and like saying haywire, oh, but okay, it's yeah. actually kind of like a steel gray. The label instead of the white. Um. So, um, this one says on the back. Um, 
she actually, you might have actually <laughs> said this. Not that I was ignoring what you were saying, um, but I'll just repeat what it is. So, gammy grapes from our highest elevation, elevation, sorry, Secret Mountain Vineyard and Oliver were gently distemmed with a portion left whole, cleared for carbonic complexity, fermented in a combination of open top and concrete fermenters before aging for eight months in large Nico Bell, Bellow concrete tanks. Bright fruits with chocolate notes lead to a complex wine with lush red fruit yeah. and bright acidity framed by gentle uh, tannins. No. No. Is that what you read? No. Okay. Huh. Mm-hmm. No? Yeah. Oh, yours was different? Okay. Maybe because yours was rosé. No, me neither. But I've honestly yeah. have never heard of game grapes before, to be honest. So this one's a new one for me. Um, I'm just going to aerate a little bit. I can already tell it's a darker red just from pouring, like having it come out of the wine bottle um, than the Pinot Noir. Um, so when I tilt it to the side, it's similar in like that um, like clear circle around. And then it's like pretty instantly like darker, okay. like a lighter, darker red getting to really red middle. Um, holding into the light, it's just a red ruby, really. Oh, that's nice, yeah. It's a nice ruby color. Hmm. Let's see. The smell, it's like the red fruits. You can, I definitely smell like maybe a little bit of maybe a raspberry. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe some blackberries too in there. Quite a pleasant smell. Very fruity. I don't get as much of like that oaky, smoky smell that the Pinot Noir okay. gave. This one's definitely a way complete opposite smell. I might get some earthy tones, but for me, it's more fruit based. No. I don't like this one either. <laughs> um kind of got um oh, yeah. kind of got the same taste as the Pinot Noir. And maybe I aerated and maybe left, um oh, okay. leftover, but it does not taste like it smells. You know, I don't get a whole lot of, like, fruit in here. Ah, uh, yes. More of, like, that smoky, earthy, oaky taste to it. Um, yeah, no, I don't smell or taste any fruit, even though I smell it. Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah, no. Two out of two, so man. Nice. For not liking. So this one wow. out of 80 reigns is 3.9. So. And it actually says that the 2017. Okay. Um, it has better reigns over any other oh, year. Really? And that is the year that I have. So I definitely don't agree with that. So um, red fruits was mentioned 15 times. So the cherry, red fruit, raspberries. Eight mentions of earth. 
the leather earthy smoke. Seven mentions of oaky, so chocolate, vanilla, tobacco. And then two mentions of black fruit and one mention of like gooseberry, so vegetal um, notes. Um, let's see some ratings. Oh, I also forgot to mention. Um, it I I say it's way more dry than anything. Um, it's okay. also I guess a little smooth, but I think it's a little bit more on the acidic side too. Um, but uh, this one person said dark ruby color, smell of dark cherry and leather, taste of cherry and other dark berries with a bite of chocolate finish. Um, medium ruby. Another person said medium ruby. A slightly brown color, red fruit and nose, light, I think they meant to say dry, <laughs> cherry on the tongue, long taste. Um, and dark, another person said um, dark fruit, vanilla on the nose, leather, tobacco, and spice on the palate, tight tannins, and a top of acidity, long okay. spice finish, nice glass, another winner from the crush pad. I have to say for the crush pad on the red wine side for me is like <laughs> is basically Fair. like no zero is probably five for me for both of these ones. I I can't drink them. <laughs> I'm definitely <laughs> going to get another glass and bottle of wine for the rest of our thing. <laughs> yeah, like they're not no. I'm going to leave them for other people who come over in the next little yeah, bit fair. to try. Because I want other people to see if I'm crazy. Because that could be true. I could be very crazy. And people might like them. Obviously people do. Everyone has their own taste buds and all that stuff. But yeah, I'd say that's uh, that's fair. And they'll go from me on the tasting side. So. Oh, well. Um... Speaking of talking about the book, um, while I get another bottle of wine, so I can enjoy something, will be. <laughs> nope, no, definitely not. I'm in the wine cellar currently, <laughs> looking at what wine I'm going to drink. Very expensive, and yeah, I know. And I, they're both like yeah, thirty-one dollars. So also oh, just open up. Nice. I opened a bottle of conundrum last night, so I'll uh, <laughs> just have a glass of that. While um we talk about the wine there and all, or the book, and then I can get another bottle wow. later. Oh yeah, there's a lot to Sorry guys, for all the noise in the background. I don't know. I mean, I feel like we. I know, right? Let's start. I think with where do you even like, start? What did you What did you think of it? I thought, I have to say, I kind of figured out, like, before you even start the book, like, you kind of know oh, totally. <laughs> potentially where this book was going to go, um, and you kind of yeah. knew um, how it was going to end, in a way, and it kind of reminds me of another book, I think, or movie, maybe it's a movie. And maybe it was a scary movie. I'm not sure. But I really um, liked it. I don't know. I yeah. quite liked it. It's like 353 pages. 
and um like it starts you off a little slower but that's typical for most books in general um but well especially since the first one like couple pages was like yeah sat in the future of being interviewed like someone being interviewed so it um I but no I quite loved it actually no not like our typical thrillers that you and I ever read because like usually none of them involve children especially in like this way but it it was kind of like an interesting like change in like mash up to what we usually typically read so like I quite enjoyed it very dark and a little disturbing and you like just feel bad Uh (laughs) shockingly for like the adults in this book and like the emotions that like are running and like you kind of wonder how it got to everywhere but I very much it's a good book it came recommended to us and did not disappoint in my opinion um but I love stuff like this like very dark for sure um yeah and what i thought was cool is the author so barry is actually a doctor of psychology um and she is a former clinical psychologist and she like did Mm -hmm. a lot of study in childhood trauma so for me like for sure that resonated with her writing um because you could tell it got really um detailed into janie's like past and and all the different things she was experiencing but really really well written like usually you find people that maybe have a different career type that go to writing um and writing around what they know but in a fiction or fictitious way they usually don't have the most compelling style of writing well i don't want to say usually sometimes you find they don't have the most compelling compelling style of writing for fiction novels and i found lucinda berry's writing really amazing like did had no idea she um actually started out as a clinical psychologist and then turned to writing after and i just felt like her writing style is really great something i i love very similar to the likes of um what's her name uh what's her name lisa jewel and uh ruth well similar to ruth where not super similar but um maybe more sharia la pena stuff like that and the book was really well written but also very accurate and i don't know i just really really liked it i actually it was one of those that i couldn't stop listening to i found myself i know i really like a book when like if i'm going to work and I am early, uh, instead of going inside and like checking emails, stuff like that, I'll sit in my car and continue to listen to it until like the last minute. And that was what I did with this book. And I, w- I was able to get through it so quickly. Uh, so I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, like, I think for, especially since, like, there was a child and, like, the, like, situation that it, like, opens up with and everything, I think having that background in clinical psychology and, like, all that stuff actually probably helps better than just, like, a normal author just doing research on it. Just because she was Mm -hmm. maybe able to, like, like, she studied it for so long. 
to get to that point in her career that it's kind of like, I don't know, it just is able to bring more truth of like the actual situations around it than I think more so in a, like a more clear tone than I think right? some authors yeah. who just do research on it can't do it justice. Not saying that other authors like when they do the research is like bad or anything, but there's just something about like um them having certain backgrounds, like when it comes to this like worth psychologists and stuff in the book are written and like the paths that they like provide and stuff like kind of like I don't know it just has more of a <laughs> more truth right? tone to it that you're just like I hope this isn't true but you know it is oh good so but I absolutely yeah I love the book and yeah to, to everyone that <laughs> listening I did start and basically finish this book today the usual are pushing the <laughs> recording of the podcast <laughs> back half an hour but I was slightly distracted by someone calling me yeah but yeah like I guess we might as well just dive right into like the meat of it um but before we do that it was recommended by one of the girls I work with um shout out to Sarah um Mary she works with me and she has her own uh Instagram page where she reviews books um they're in her bookshelves um but yeah big shout out to her she recommended this and has so many good things to say about it thanks um, and it's like one of her like favorite books so and she was really nice to let, let both Lin- Lindsay and I know that there was a oh, right slight um animal abuse in the book which now I'm we're recommending now we're saying it to everyone who does want to maybe read this book. There is um, light yeah. animal abuse in it. Kind of in the middle. Near, closer to the end. But it's a fair warning to not be shocked. Yeah. Because, like, yeah, it's always nice to get, like, those, like, little um, moments of, uh, I guess, truth yeah. about a book before reading it. Just so you're not too shocked about it. So. Yeah. Oh, uh, sorry. Um, but basically, this is uh, about you originally sorry, told ahead. me that, and I think as I was reading it, when they did get the cat, I I already knew in my mind. I was like, okay, well, obviously something's gonna happen to this mm-hmm. cat. Um, but I completely forgot you had pre-warned me. Um, so this is the first time I actually listened to a audiobook and went through mm-hmm. the animal abuse part because normally I will skip it. Um, this is the first time I listened through and it was, it's hard for sure. Um, so yeah, again, trigger warning to anyone that wants to read it, uh, or listen to the audiobook. Um, but there's a lot of like, there's a lot in this too, trigger warnings around like childhood abuse as well. Um, this is very dark, very dark and heavy, very true to life, uh, mm-hmm. because listen to very has dealt with this and she studies this um, and is an expert in her field around childhood trauma. So, um, but she did a really great job around it though. And sorry, just had to say that. No. And like, I do have to say, like I was reading it and I totally forgot about the animal abuse and it like happened and like, you're just so in like, cause like I read it just <laughs> now and we, been talking about doing this book for like a month or so so it's kind of like 
we had originally talked about it like at our last podcast like when we were recording that so I totally forgot that I had said that so I'm reading it and you're so involved in this book and like it's so dark and there's so many emotions going around you're like you feel bad and then you're like yeah also like they really need to do something with this like little girl and like all that stuff and then they get this cat and then you're just like as you're already reading it and like all this other stuff you're like don't get an animal like what the fuck yeah and then they do and then like there's the first incident with the cat and then like the actual inevitable death of the cat you're just like oh my god like you should have seen like you should after everything you've already been up to that point, you still got that cat thinking. Oh God! Well, they're a little bit too unrealistic, yeah, I like, think, in some of their actions. The dad, Christopher, drove me but, nuts. Like, drove me nuts. Yeah. Oh God, he drove me up the wall. I agree. I'm like, she, like Hannah, like she obviously like. It was like a battle with him. I feel like for most of the time, like he. Like, so, the fact that, like, they had professional people trying to give them, like, pre-warnings to kind of, like, the child and, like, the fact that she had, like, child abuse syndrome and, like, all that stuff, which, um, and everything, like, lean up to them, like, taking her home and, and, like, adopting her you're just like it's like it and like the social worker that's like giving her statements throughout the like book hyper she just like literally told the police it's like you told him what kind of like child this was and how difficult and stuff it was and he just kind of ignored everything and just felt that love and like parents being there and all that stuff and like having a good life and stuff would solve the problem and like kind of like make everything bad in this girl's life disappear and like whereas his wife was like more realistic on the fact that like no like yeah it's not (laughs) just gonna be that easy kind of thing and it ends up being their downfall by how oh yeah for sure and unrealistic he was really i don't know i just like thinking about in my head i'm like if my husband was like this and I was like fuck it would drive me crazy if I was Hannah but also there's so much at the end that I just I didn't see coming like I knew Janie was like very damaged from what had happened to her and I knew she wasn't the most stable um but like completely did not see her killing her aunt Hannah's sister, Allison, and, like, I did not see Hannah, like, losing her mind trying to, uh... Oh, I did. completely losing herself and trying to kill Janie, and, like, there was just so much to unpack here, and I was just, like, they're all victims, but they're all also, like, not innocent in this. Like, Janie did try to kill Janie, or, sorry, Hannah did try to kill Janie, and then Janie also murdered a cat and murdered Allison and did all this fucked up shit. So it's like, oh yeah, her mom. Like, there's so much here. And she murdered her mom. (laughs) Right, wrong, abuse. Like, 
it's hard. It's really, it's a gray area of like, who do you feel sorry for? Who do you support? Christopher had to deal with all this, but he also was very blind to a lot of it. And it was just very, I don't know. Like, it's hard to feel bad for anyone, but it's also mm -hmm. really hard to not feel bad for anyone. So, I don't know. It's a lot of emotions, for sure. Like, I feel so bad for Hannah. Like, I agree. I don't feel bad for the fact, like, yeah. like she did wrong with towards Janie and, like, the bathtub situation. But, like, oh, yeah, leading up sure. to that point, she, like, literally had, like, kind of, like, a psychotic break. She was, he, she was being left alone with both kids. She had already dealt with the fact that Janie had killed the cat at that point. And, like, and all these other factors that, like, came to light oh, yeah. during this entire book. Like, the feces on the wall and all that stuff. And, like, um staring at them when they're sleeping and kind of like she just felt like she was kind of like a devil child in a way which I think having I think if she didn't have that newborn like Cole I don't think it would have maybe escalated to where it did ultimately escalate to I think yeah. maybe Hannah wouldn't have had so much a psychotic break yeah no I if agree they, if they didn't get pregnant with Cole and I think just having the mother nature of like trying to protect him and she felt like the only way she could protect him was by killing this little devil child that they had in their house. But like at the same time, it's like they should have like, I think before that point, like Christopher had already talked to their like doctor. I can't remember her name, but like the one about like for emotions and stuff like that. Like, where they discussed about putting her into, like, a specific home. Like, I feel like they should have, like, put, made more yeah. of an effort to push that um, situation faster. That probably would have prevented a lot of Hannah doing, like, that psychotic full-on break where she tried to kill Hannah. And then Cole getting injured in the process. And then both kids getting taken away. And then ultimately her sister dying. And then like Greg, her sister's husband. I can see his point, honestly, for trying to basically yeah. like oh, get yeah. Christopher yeah. charged on murder. Right? But in all fairness, like, I, like he knew all of this too. And at the end, was, like. But at the same time, it's like he didn't want to believe it. Yeah. But I, I don't think they knew to the extent though either. Wait, are you talking about Christopher or Greg? Okay. Yeah, I think he saw things happening, and I think the cat and Hannah, or sorry, Janie's saying to him that she likes to hurt things, and she likes it, and she said, do you, to, like, Christopher? It's like, yeah, how is that right? not chilling? Have a kid say that. And she's, like, six. Almost seven at that point, or maybe is seven at that point. Like this little girl who's tiny, basically like giving you a look yeah. and like in a like little kid voice, like I like to hurt things. Do you? And like she sat on the cot, just like going through this book again. You're just like, oh my god, it's just this would be a very good right. Oh my um, gosh, 
movie. Yeah. I think this would make a really good like Halloween suspense thriller movie because yeah. Cause you don't think anything's wrong. And then right. like just slowly things come to light. And like, I don't know. Christopher was a huge enabler of Janie and like, he was just so unrealistic and headed in the sand about a lot of things. And like his wife, yeah, like had actual psychologists on her side about like certain things. And he just was like in his head being like, this is childish. Why would we do something like that to like the girl and stuff like that? He's like, this person does this person even know what they're like doing. It's like, obviously the person knows what they're doing. They have like, they've helped have her. Yeah, people. Same. I don't know. He just bugs me. And then, like, <gasps> not mentioning the fact that, like, she killed the cat and all that stuff. Yeah. To anyone, really, like, especially when, like, the kids were taken away from them. It's like, you probably should mention something. But ultimately, oh, yeah. Just so my, like, ugh. I don't know. He was, like, an enabler <laughs> in a way. There is, though. It was, like, a lot. There's just so many emotions about I think that's book. why it's so good, is that it's so complex, and, like, you can't just blame anyone for one thing, but you also can't, like, not blame them all for everything, and it's just, like, you feel terrible for Hannah, but she did this terrible thing, but she was suffering from mental illness. You feel bad for Janie, because she went through this terrible thing, but she did all this terrible stuff, and then, but she's only a child, like, she's going through a lot as well and she also has like mental illness caused from her trauma and then you hate christopher but at the same time it's like uh he's trying to do the best he can but also like i still hate him and piper i felt really bad for piper i feel like she really really tried and then at the end when she you find out like she was supposed to help janie's mom and like she had but she didn't know, and it was just so complex. Like, this whole thing just unravels throughout the whole book. But, like, I don't even know. There's just so, you're right, so many emotions, and it's just mm -hmm. not cut and dry. And the characters are super complex. And Lucinda Berry wasn't afraid to, like, just go all in and do crazy stuff, like, just have Allison get murdered and all this, like, I think to myself as I was reading it, I was like, it'd be really cool to talk to Lucinda Bear and be like, yo, how, based on a true story, like, is this, like, where did you get this story from? But I also, because I liked it so much, was looking at her other books, and they sound amazing. So there's one called When She Returned. That one sounds super good. And then Saving Noah and The Best mm. of Friends and all these books that I'm like, well, I think I found one of my new favorite authors. Like, she's got a ton of books. so. I'm really excited to read more of her books. It's just so crazy. I don't know. Um, I I didn't honestly look her up, um, but I definitely should like look up what her yeah. other books are because yeah, I quite enjoyed her reading. And like, it's, the only thing I didn't yeah, love about the book was I didn't love the it, ending. It's true. It was just kind of. I felt like, like it could have okay. Like, let's end it here. 
even though I guess you kind of knew what was going to like happen, but I wanted to see Christopher's reaction. <laughs> well, not see it, but like <laughs> read about his reaction yes. when they yes. told yes. him about what happened to Becky, like Danny's mom. I I wanted so much to like see that. And then you like turn the page, like oh. the obviously like ends with like before them answering the door the next morning when they're like the cops and Piper were going to head there and it basically just ends with the doorbell ringing and yeah, then it was like 8 so 10 true. in the morning and like all that stuff and you're like because oh. they were like it was Piper and the police outside and you're like that's the only thing but like I really just wanted yeah. to see his reaction to everything that they were going to tell him because you want to know like what he would have kind of reacted to hearing that about Janie even though like he is I don't know it's, it's kind of like proof in the pudding for like what yeah. was happening and like the fact that he was just like ignoring it all for so long but uh but I'm like and like going back to Janie and like total it's like she was born and like who knows like the grandmother like looked after her for two years but, like, the grandmother described her as, like, the devil child. And, like, she, it sounds like she had, like, this thing with the feces and, like, all that stuff, even as a child and, like, all that stuff. So, it's, like, she should have warned her daughter when she came to pick her up. Like, maybe you should get her, like, help. Because, like, this is not normal. And then she, like, lets her daughter just take her kid back and doesn't say things. And then, like, her daughter obviously should have gotten yeah. more help but she just like ended up locking up her daughter and like using food as like a treat and all that stuff to try and like I guess in a way control her because like I don't know she obviously like wasn't sure what to do like obviously like it all started from like the top of the like the thing like diagram yeah. like, from birth like obviously there was something different and off about the child but no one was doing anything and they just kind of like uh put her in certain situations like in abusive yeah, situations yeah. that you should not do but treat her kind of like a dog which ended up right? resulting in the fact that like she, she killed her mom even though Becky wanted help to try and get like someone to help her like child protective services which is kind of funny in a way because she called the department of child services to help her with her kid who was yeah. somewhat like she was right. kind of like calling it out on herself and then her kid ended up killing her and then yeah just so many things and then it ended up coming full circle to Hannah yeah. the mother figure just, yeah locking her in the room and then trying to kill her it was just a lot it's so good like I really liked it Like, Hannah tried loving this child, and then she just, like, obviously, like, pushed back, and then, like, the doctors were, like, saying, yeah. like, yeah, that's understandable, cause, like, of what happened with her mom, but, like, and then yeah, she just, exactly. Like, everything went south as soon as she got pregnant. As soon as she got pregnant, you're, like, shit's gonna hit the fan, and shit hit the fan, and she ended up getting a psychotic break because of it. Just a lot. And, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, right. It's just so a lot though. in like, like I, I, <laughs> three pages. So good dark, but I love dark, so it's not for everyone, I guess. And you, but... kind of, 
No, but it, I don't know. This would make such a good, like, like, even if the movie people don't make it fully to the effect that it was, even if they just, like, took oh my gosh, yeah. most of what was so in the book and made it into a movie, that would still so be a fun, Get like, that going. fantastic. Do it. Like, same. Yeah, like, I would seriously watch this. In a way, it kind of reminds me of that, like, uh, horror, like, thriller uh, movie that was based in Vancouver oh, with, the, with she's a uh, social worker. Yeah. And yeah. she's, like, um, a social worker. Yeah, and then she so, takes in that little girl who ends yeah, up kind of being, like, the devil. <laughs> But around other people, she okay. acted, like, totally normal and stuff. And then, I haven't watched that movie in forever. I, but I, I have to say, this book actually made me think of that movie. Similar. Like, they're not fully the same. But it's, like, the child is, like, yeah, like, social worker. And then, like, a little girl with yeah, that ends yeah, up yeah. having, like, people thinking that she's, like, the devil. Phase 39. So. I gotta watch that. Yeah, definitely made me think of that movie. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, Case 39. Well, and like, it was kind of funny too, because right. like Piper was gonna right. take in the kids right, right before too. Allison like oh got murdered. So good. Dang. Yeah. I don't know. I just want to know what would have happened with Christopher, like with the court cases. What was his reaction going to be to like hearing the news from the cops? Yeah. About Janie, like, oh, there's just so many unanswered questions. But I guess you have to kind of like leave things sometimes, That's true, and you can't always just like tie like, it up it with be, a nice bow. It would just be at the end. Um, it, it, you just kind of want to know more about what the outcome is. Um, yeah. I get it. I get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. So oh, freaking good. Yeah, I recommend it. Like, it was like a so five good. out of five book. I feel... I can't remember all the thrillers we've read this year, but I feel like this would be the oh, top for one. the year for you? But I just honestly... It might be my blinking top. on, like... Yeah, but I'm guess, actually I guess you guys will have to wait and see till next month because it's gonna be what? it's December. It's our recap episode of the year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> woo woo is right. Woo, I know. Woo. Don't worry, guys. No, help me remember all, all the books that we did. Wine, and we will rate them all for your listening pleasure. So I'm excited for that, honestly. And then we'll get into January, which will be a new year. Thank God. Um, and it'll bring in yes. new books that we'll read and it'll be perfect. I can't about. wait for 2020. And new yes. wines that we'll explore. <laughs> so our liquor stores, I know. Our liquor stores need to oh get gosh, new wine right. in so we can uh, <laughs> expand our repertoire. <laughs> but I'm excited for things. Um, do you want, oh, yeah. want to get into what books um, we've read? Yes. Um, one moment. 
bring it up. Sorry. I've read a lot. Well, it's probably, I'm sorry. I can't even say it's a lot because Kristen read a lot. I've read more, I've read some. Um, so, perfect. I finished. <laughs> okay. Making sure I've got, so really I've only read three books. So that's not very interesting, but I will tell you what I'm currently reading. And there's a lot there. So. Um, I finished the iron flower. So it's book number two in the black witch chronicles. Um, so good. Um, uh, really excited, really long. Of course we knew that it was thicker than the first one, but, mm -hmm. um, second book just as good, really exciting. Um, currently I am actually reading, where are you? my darling um the light mage so also by laurie forest and that is book one and a half so that's the second kind of mid book um a little different than the pre the half book before number one um and so it, i'm getting kind of the just that she uses her like half books um in the series to kind of go over certain characters so while um the prequel to the Black Witch was more focused around, um, my God, what's her name? Ren's mom and dad. Um, the Light Mage is focusing on um, uh, Sage. So another character in the book, if you're a fan of the Black Witch. So um, really liking it. I'm about um, almost a quarter of the way through. Um, and then I finished The Guest List. So I've been seeing this book book pop up everywhere. Um, it is a thriller and it's by Lucy Foley. Um, it was on, I think it's going to be one of chapters and Indigo's, um, top books of the year. So I finally read that and it was really good. Uh, if you're a big fan of thrillers, definitely recommend, uh, in the style of multiple perspectives, it's based around a wedding that's happening and then different people that are attending the wedding and then there is a murder involved but there's a lot to it that um you really don't suspect so uh the end definitely threw me because i didn't see that coming um the middle you kind of see a couple things um that might happen uh i don't want to give too much away that's why i'm being very vague but definitely recommend it very very good book and then i'm also currently reading um excuse me one oh wait we already knew i finished one fasted that was the book i buy where did all my books go did i already say i finished one fasted oh it's not even on here um i don't know if i said this last time that i read one fasted is the prequel to the black witch anyway i was just talking about that so that's done um did I mention I'd finished One by One by Ruth Ware? Yeah, you did mention it the last time, yeah. Kristen. Uh, I don't remember if you said it the last time or if well, you I were finished about it. to start reading uh, it or so just good. started it. Uh, most of you know I'm a big Ruth Ware fan, so no surprise there. Uh, I'm pretty sure I already mentioned that I finished it, but can't wait for you to read it. It's really, really good. Um, and I'm just about to start actually, sorry, where'd it go? I'm going to figure it all out. Um, I'm about to start Recursion by Blake Crouch. So he wrote, um, 
we did this a long time ago, Kristen. Uh, he wrote, what's it called? Where is it? It's Dark Matter. If you remember that one that we read. So um, I'm just at, like not oh. even started it. So just about to start it. So I can't tell you too much about what it's about, but I'm really excited to start that one. And then I'm about like 10% into the subtle art of not giving a fuck. Uh, I've wanted to read this one for a while. It's really popular. Uh, so I'm liking it so far. <laughs> I love, love it as an audiobook just because it's, uh, Mark Manson is the author and he just is super blunt in it is what I can tell. And it's just like literally about how to not give a fuck. And it's so far really, really great. So probably going to be one of my favorite self-help books, self-help books or nonfiction books that I'll read this year. Um, so that is all, uh, that I've currently read and what I'm currently reading. So I'm excited to update you guys next month. <laughs> Over to you, Kristen. <laughs> so I read some and I think I might forget some of them as I'm speaking, but, um, I reread, um, Amy and Rogers epic detour by Morgan Matson. <laughs> um, I'm going to be all over the place because I literally can't remember all of them. Um, the Bookworm Crush by Lisa Brown Roberts. Um, I started reading. Oh, is it good so far? Um, that new Lisa Jewell book. Um, where did it go? The Invisible Girl. Yeah, I didn't really get very far, but yeah, it's really good. I'm really excited to start Confessions on the 745, but I'm going to wait to start reading that in a bit. Um, feel like I'm missing some, but anyways, I read The Bookworm's Guide to Dane by Emma Hart. <laughs> you know, I got to get some of my uh, Emma Hart. Love her. Um, Love to Prove You Wrong by Sophia Leah. Robbins, After the Night by Sandra Marie, On the Rocks by Kat Adams, Neighbors Like That um, by Karina Taylor, Dirty Secret by Myra Lynn Kelly, um, The Frat House uh, Confessions um, Ridge by Bethany <laughs> Lopez. Feel like I'm missing some. Uh, the Man on Top by Lord uh, Lord Lean Page. Uh, Beautiful Roomie by Alexa Davies and Alicia Taylor. Sorry guys, I'm like a little bit all over the place because I am blanking. I feel like I'm missing two books. But I read one or I think I read one more in the States and I can't remember which one it was. Oh yeah. Because I powered through books on my face. We'll just leave it at that. Um I need oh, to yeah. start reading Blood and Honey. And I need to start reading the second book of Black Witch. I guess I should maybe order the half books. Um but I don't have them right now, so I'll probably start reading those two. But yeah, Blood and Honey, I should probably read first before Black Witch because we That's read fair. the first one like a year ago, so I don't want to forget it. <laughs> so 
I need to read that one probably first. And it's slightly, not by much, but slightly um, not as yeah. big as yeah. um, the Black Witch one, which I can't remember what the second one's called. But yeah, that's roughly it for me. That's good. Um, yeah. Yeah. We'll see where things go. Um, what's this one? Nice. Oh, I already said that one here. So yeah, that's that, that's it. <laughs> I feel like I've read not as many this month as I normally do, but yeah, yeah. I feel like, I'm not, I feel like I didn't read as many, which is odd. Yeah, but I did. Oh yeah, have like two weeks where I lived with one of my friends for two weeks, so. I didn't really read very often much yeah. when I was there. I read like two books when I was there uh, over like two weeks, which yeah. like me, that's not really normal for me to only bump out two books in two weeks. So, um, yeah. Which yes, that makes it sound crazy that I read all the other ones prior to this. That's but, a lot yeah. still though. That's it. That's all. <laughs> but yeah. And then I'll. Trying to, I should really like write down each book I read every year. So then, like maybe on January, I'll like keep a notepad and like try and write down every single book I read, like somewhere and like maybe a spreadsheet, yeah, so then I can see how Great. many books I've like actually read. Because I know I'm over a hundred, but I don't know exactly where I'm at. So, so oh, totally. It's kind of interesting to see how many books I can actually read within a year. <laughs> new thing for 2021 nice. <laughs> keep a spreadsheet of every single book I read, yeah. read for that year <laughs> so I can see how many I have at the end of that but um anyways so I don't really have anything more to say about the book which <laughs> right now, sure anyway. moved on from the book <laughs> you know neither Maybe in a couple hours or in a day, we might. But yeah, either way, it's a good book. Highly recommend. Yes. You guys should right. go pick it up at the nearest bookstore or order it online. But yeah, otherwise, you guys can reach out to us and tell us how much you loved it, hated it. <laughs> um, if yes, you guys please. tried this wine before, I'd be very intrigued to hear from people that tried the Pinot Noir and that Secret Mountain Gamay wine because. Yeah, I, I really am curious. So if anyone has, please let me know what you guys think of it because I did not have a great yes, experience please. with them. So please let me know. Um, and Lindsay, know at boozeandbooks.podcast Instagram account. Um, I'll get Lindsay <laughs> you can reach to us also at their emails at gmail.com. So that's B O O O Z E N D B O O O K S at gmail.com. You're welcome. <laughs> and you can reach us at uh, Kristen.shu. Thank you very much. Um, K-R-I-S-T-E-N dot S-H-E-W and Lind dot L-I-N-D dot S-A-I-D. And yeah, we will be doing a recap of all this year's um, in December. And uh, we'll have the favorite can wines we? that we liked from this year. Ooh. And yeah, we look forward to doing that. Well, I know. Woo. Bye. Anyway, 
I guess that's it. So, <laughs> should we Question count mark. in the bye? Oh. Bye. Okay, one, two, three. Bye.